Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Poets' Corner, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. This segment is from Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen, Book 1, Canto 10, Part 4, Episode 31. Podcast 179 is entitled contemplation. In last week's episode, the Red Cross Knight is subject to rigorous sanctification. Following his sanctification, he is taken to Una by Carissa Charity with a clean conscience. Una and the Red Cross Knight bid Carissa to have great joy in her happy posterity. Carissa takes the Red Cross Knight by the hand and instructs him about love, righteousness, well-doing, and other works of charity. She taught him to shun wrath and hatred and to walk the straight and narrow path to God. He is then introduced to Mercy, known for her wisdom, grace, generosity. Carissa charged Mercy to lead him right that he might be saved by grace. Mercy removed obstacles from the Red Cross Knight's path. She takes him to the seven beadsmen who represent the virtues of chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, kindness, patience, and humility, which oppose the seven deadly sins, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, envy, wrath, and pride. In this week's episode, the Red Cross Knight meets the most important of the seven beadsmen whose responsibility was to welcome guests. The beadsman sees Mercy, who is accompanying the Red Cross Knight. He reverences Mercy who was patroness, though the chiefest of the virtues was Carissa or Charity. The Red Cross Knight is led up a very high mountain where he meets contemplation. Perhaps one of the great virtues we have lost in our noisy society is meditation. Noise drowns out the still small voice or the whisperings of the Holy Ghost. Contemplation creates the quality environment where the still small voice can better be heard. Some synonyms for contemplation are introspection, Observe thoughtfully, view attentively, pour over, envision, think studiously, meditate, ponder, study, reflect upon, deliberate, reason about, mull over, or brood over. There, when the elfin knight arrived, was the first and chiefest of the seven, whose care was guests to welcome towards him did pass. Where seen mercy, that his steps up bare and always led to her with reverence rare and humbly lauded in meek lowliness and seemingly welcome, for her did prepare. For of their order she was patroness, albeit Charissa were their chiefest founderess. Carissa remains a while and instructs the Red Cross Knight in alms and charity. She teaches him with such industry that he becomes perfect in obeying her teachings and learns how to frame his life in righteousness and how to be without rebuke and blameless before his fellow man. 
There she a while him stays, himself to rest, that to the rest more able he might be, during which time in every good behest and godly work of alms and charity she instructed with great industry. Shortly therein so perfect he became that from the first unto the last degree his mortal life he learned had framed in holy righteousness without rebuke or blame. Still led by mercy, the Red Cross Knight moves forward. Painfully they arrive at a hill very steep and high. On top of the hill is a sacred chapel and a nearby hermitage where lived a very old and holy man who gave his life to devotion to God. He had no other business but meditation. His name was Contemplation. He meditated only on goodness. Thenceforward, by that painful way, they pass forth to an hill that was both steep and high, on top whereof a sacred chapel was, and eke a little hermitage thereby wherein an aged holy man did lie that day and night said his devotion, ne otherworldly business did apply. His name was heavenly contemplation. Of God and goodness was his meditation. Contemplation had given himself entirely over to grace. He often had visions of God on high, though he was blind to the pleasures of the earth. Even though blind, he was quick and youthful. Mercy and the Red Cross Knight began their climb up the mountain to meet contemplation. The vertical climb, however, is so steep that the Red Cross Knight grows weary and so exhausted he can hardly walk. However, Mercy lends him a helping hand, and together they climb the mountain. Great grace that old man to him given had, for God he often saw from heaven's height. All were his earthly irons, both blunt and bad, and through great age had lost their kindly sight. Yet wondrous quick and percent was his sprite, as eagle eyes that can behold the sun. That heel they skill with all their power and might, that his frail thighs nigh weary and fordone gan fail, but by her help the top at last he won. With the help of mercy, the Red Cross Knight reaches the top where they find the aged contemplation. His hair is snowy white and hangs down over his shoulders. He was horribly thin because of his many long fasts, for contemplation had completely controlled his physical appetites, and he meditated only on heavenly things. There they do find that godly aged sire with snowy locks adown his shoulder shed, as hoary frost with spangles doth attire the mossy branches of an oak half dead. Each bone might through his body well be read, and every sinew seen through his long fast. For not he cared his carcass long unfed, his mind was full of spiritual repast, and pinned his flesh to keep his body low and chast. When contemplation first saw mercy and the Red Cross Knight, he was grievously pained at having his meditation interrupted because they forced him to lay his heavenly thoughts aside. However, because he so respected mercy, whom he reverenced and adored, he turned his attention to the Red Cross Knight. They saluted contemplation from a far distance. He greeted them humbly and asked why they had climbed that tedious height. 
who when these two approaching he espied at their first presence grew aggrieved sore, that forced him to lay his heavenly thoughts aside. And had he not that dame respected more, whom highly he did reverence and adore, he would not once have moved for the night. They him saluted standing far ashore, who well them greeting humbly did requite and asked, to what end they climbed that tedious height? Mercy responds to contemplation's question. She answered that they came for the same reason every living person should seek to obtain high heaven. Being a little critical of contemplation, however, for his hesitation, she asked, Isn't this the way that leads right to glorious heaven above which burns with ever-living fire? She reminds contemplation of his charge by asking, Aren't the keys in thy hand given to you by her sister, the wise Fidelia? She adds, Doesn't she require you to show the way to heaven to this night according to his desire? Mercy asked contemplation. What end, quoth she, should cause us take such pain, but that same end which every living white should make his mark, high heaven to attain? Is not from hence the way that leadeth right to that most glorious house that glisteneth bright with burning stars and everlasting fire? Whereof the keys are to thy hand behight by wise Fidelia. She doth thee require to show it to his knight according his desire. Chastened, contemplation changes his attitude to one of joy at their meeting. He says he is thrilled to show the Red Cross Knight the way to save his sinful soul. But he wisely asks mercy, Who can better show the way than she who was born and bred in heaven where thousands of angels shine? It is mercy, said contemplation, that sends the prayers of the righteous to God and asks God to give the sinful clemency. Contemplation said, Thrice happy man, said then the father grave, whose staggering steps they steady hand doth lead, and shows the way his sinful soul to save. Who better can the way to heaven are read than thou thyself, that was born and bred in heavenly throne, where thousand angels shine? Thou doest the prayers of the righteous said present before the majestic divine and his avenging wrath to clemency incline. Contemplation concedes to Mercy's request and turns his attention to the Red Cross Knight. Come, man of earth, he said, and see the way that has never been seen of man. Travelers on this path are never led astray, but they may reach heaven only after long labors and sad delays. Only after much toil will they find joyous rest and endless bliss. But first, warns contemplation, you must endure a season of fasting and prayer until your spirit is cleansed from all sin, and your spiritual strength is returned from frail infirmities. Contemplation turns to the Red Cross Knight and says, Yet since thou bidst, thy pleasure shall be done. Then come, thou man of earth, and see the way that never yet was seen of fairy sun that never leads the traveler astray, but after labors long and sad delays brings them to joyous rest and endless bliss. But first thou must a season fast and pray till from her bands the sprite assoiled is and have her strength recurred from 
frail infirmities. After his conversation, contemplation leads the Red Cross Knight to the highest mountain. It is the same mountain Moses had to climb. It is in reference to Exodus 24. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount, and be there, and I will give thee tables of stones, and a law and commandments which I have written, that thou mayest teach them. Contemplation reminds the Red Cross Knight of Moses parting the Red Sea, as recorded in Exodus 14. But lift up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Contemplation also reminds the Red Cross Knight of the fire that surrounded Moses on Mount Sinai. And Moses went up into the mount, and a cloud covered the mount, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the clouds covered it six days, and the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud, and gat him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount forty days and forty nights. Spencer uses literary allusions and biblical allusions, clearly drawing most of his imagery from the Holy Bible. He makes assumptions that his readers are conversant with the Bible and with classical literature. That done, he leads him to the highest mount. Such one as that same mighty man of God, that blood-red billows, like a walled front on either side, disparted with his rod, till that his army, dry foot, through them yod, dwelt forty days upon. Where writ in stone, with bloody letters by the hand of God, the bitter doom of death and baleful moan he did receive, whilst flashing fire about him shone. Contemplation also reminds the Red Cross Knight of the sacredness of the Mount of Olives, where Christ often went to pray and to meditate. He then refers to Mount Parnassus, the home of the Nine Muses, which symbolize the arts, such as poetry. Plays are all creative arts which also serve for the contemplation of man. It advances the idea that great poets are also inspired by God, and their works are to be contemplated. Contemplation is attempting to elevate the thoughts of the Red Cross Knight from the profane by dwelling on not only holy scriptures, but also the best of great literature and other fine arts. Spencer himself was not only a great theologian, he was a great scholar and drew inspiration from the Holy Bible, as well as ancient writers such as the Greeks. Or like that sacred hill, whose head full high, adorned with fruitful olives all around, is as it were for endless memory of that dear Lord who oft thereon was found, forever with a flowering garland crowned. Or like that pleasant mount that is for I through famous poets' verse each were renowned, on which the thrice three learned ladies play their heavenly notes and make full many a lovely lay. Contemplation showed the Red Cross Knight a small path that was far away. It was very steep and very long, which led to the celestial city, as spoken of by John in Revelation 21. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, 
Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Contemplation describes the walls of the city, which also echo the description of John the Revelator. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve agates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. It is the city of eternal peace and happiness. From thence, far off, he unto him did show a little path that was both steep and long, which to a godly city led his view whose walls and towers were builded high and strong of pearl and precious stone, that earthly tongue cannot describe, nor wit of man can tell, too high a ditty for my simple song. The city of the great king hight it well, wherein eternal peace and happiness doth dwell. One is reminded of the following words of John in Revelation 21. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Contemplation reminds us all of the importance of putting heavenly thoughts or the kingdom of heaven at the forefront of our minds, thus making it easier to endure what Shakespeare calls the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. By contemplating the promises of the Lord, by meditating on the glory of living in what Paul calls the third heaven with God in Christ, we will not lose purpose when the trials of our faith come. Please join us next week as we continue with the journey of the Red Cross Knight as he becomes the man of holiness. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.